Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Tim Page Bodorf. So the temperature outside, it's warming up nicely, and soon you're going to find that you and your family are going to be jumping into the car and hitting the open road for summer vacation. So the problem is, is the road, is it's not always open. And we just recently had a closure here in Phoenix because of a water main break. But sometimes those same conditions that will get you heading out to the lake or the beach or even grandmother's is the perfect weather for road repair. And so before you head out, let's talk a little bit about what to do in the likely event you're going to encounter a road crew. So according to WorkZoneSafety.org back in 2019, 135 road workers died in crashes in the United States alone. There were 762 fatal crashes that year with 842 total fatalities. And alarmingly, those numbers are on the rise. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any similar stats for Canada, but I did find this in a recent survey of Canadian drivers, which, of course, admitting to the following, 12% said they had driven well over the speed limit. I will confirm that on my next road trip back to the home office for Safe Start, driving on the 401. Additionally, 9% say they've sped up to beat a traffic light, which I think I've done too, maybe. And 6%, They've made an ugly gesture to another driver, and apparently zero of them have driven in Toronto. Now, maybe their friendly reputation is well-earned. Now, I hate to see Americans in the same survey. <laughs> Can you imagine? Regardless, let's deploy our Safe Start skills to protect as many folks as we can. You might recall from your Safe Start training that a vehicle traveling at 60 miles per hour, or about 100 kilometers, is traveling at 88 feet per second, or almost 27 meters per second. So, you gotta leave plenty of room for following distance. And at highway speeds, that's about three car lengths. And keep this in mind as well, most jurisdictions, they double their fines when you're in a road work zone. So first, when you encounter that first warning sign, it'll read something like, warning, road work ahead. And that's a great time to start slowing down. And it's not a bad idea to tap the brakes to let the drivers behind you know that, you know what, you mean business or there's something coming up ahead. Now, as you approach the work area and if traffic has come to a standstill, leave yourself and out. So this means at least a car length between the car ahead of you and now pay attention to those behind you via their rearview mirror. For me, I like to get four or more cars stopped behind me, counting on an accordion effect, just in case someone makes a mistake and plows into all of us. You also got to keep in mind that rushing in safe start terms is just not about speed. It's also about multitasking. So put your phone away, pull over. If you have to use it, get in a safe area. If you and your GPS are arguing again on your phone, it's time to make a change of pull over. So multitasking would also include eating. Some of you might have heard a story about me telling a bean burrito and driving story. Yes, if you got that, I know I understand it's not the cleanest thing to be eating, nor is a Big Mac. So put the food down, or as Arnold would say, put the cookie down. Maybe even putting on makeup. Gentlemen, no shaving. I mean, I can't believe I have to say that. Make sure you secure all the objects inside your vehicle. And also, yes, I'm talking about those dogs, those puppies, those fluffer nuggets, whatever you call them. And also, let's face it, no self-respecting cat wants to join us on a road trip.
about 70% of crashes, they happen in daylight, which makes sense because that's when most of the road work is being done. Unless, of course, you live in a major metro area and they can't afford to close the road down. So what do they do? In most part, they work long into the nights, maybe even overnight and into the mornings. And this helps to cut down on accidents and traffic jams. If you have to drive overnight in these areas, you got to be on the lookout for signs of fatigue. And when you self-trigger on fatigue, it's a great time to remind yourself that you're traveling at 88 feet per second, which I think you would all agree is a lot of hazardous energy. When most drivers see signs of road work, their first reaction is great. And that's not in a good way. And more importantly, they begin to take their mind off task. And they tend to begin to mentally calculate how much more drive time they're going to add to their trip or how late it's going to make them to their appointment or even work. Then the other drivers who pull off weasel moves, such as cutting in and out of traffic only to sit in line right there with you, then they're two or three cars ahead of you. They didn't get very far. So get your mind back on the road quickly. And as far as those weasels are concerned, just let them go. Because life is too short, especially for drivers like them. Don't waste any time. So battling complacency while driving, it's going to be an uphill battle. So place a safe start card in a highly visible spot. And it's important to know what's happening in your surroundings. So get into the habit of constantly checking your mirrors and watching out for the other guy and a gal. I also say that if I get into a position to you know, drive around in specific areas, I actually use what I refer to as the mile marker game. I'm going to take notes on those mile markers in the geographical area and see what's around. And let's see if I can remember for the next time, oh, I remember mile marker 157. Here's what was at that place. And in terms of watching out for other people, that's one of those things extremely important because if you see them make a mistake, it might be something that you can react to and maybe get out of their way. By the way, if you do place a safe start card in a highly visible spot, make sure it's something that it's out of your vision of the view of your driving area. Also, you can probably remember Wilson Bateman and the Humor and Safety podcast we did a couple of years ago. He talked about that card in the car. You put that card in the car, and then, of course, you start thinking about that card in the car. I'm trying to, you know, do a little Wilson Bateman here. You don't want to think about grabbing that card at the moment that you might think about it. So it's just a visual place that you're going to put this so you can remind yourself of those states and those errors. So one last thought that you likely have covered. If you're traveling with little ones, don't forget something to occupy them. And don't forget to bring a charger that plugs into your vehicle. Luckily, most vehicles nowadays are equipped accordingly with USB ports. But back in the day when I was little or when mine were little, all we were armed with was coloring books and crayons. And, of course, those melted in the car. And, of course, no Marine Corps jokes about crayons. But if you forgot them, of course, inside the car, you've got these melted crayons. And for sometimes, if you wanted to, you can go to YouTube. You could search the term slug bug. <laughs> what a great game. So that's it. Just wanted to pop in, give you a kind of a quick podcast and catch you before you head out on the road. Consider sharing this podcast with others who are taking also another road trip this summer, which means anyone who's of driving age. Also, thanks for spending part of your day with us. Until next time, 
Stay safe by continuing to work on those safety-related habits. I'm Tim Page-Botter for Safe Talk with Safe Start. We'll see you down the road.